What's going on, everybody? We are here. I'm here with Heath. We got another exciting, I, I say exciting, <laughs> maybe a little depressing episode <laughs> for you. <laughs> Week two of college football in the books. Yeah, it was uh, an eventful one, that's for sure. Uh, before we get into all that, we're going, you know, we haven't done a hot topic in a while. Um, this just happened last night. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Monday night football, there was so much hype with the Jets. Not just this game, but just in general. You know, the Jets have had a really good defense the past several years. Yeah. Just have had terrible quarterback play. They finally get, they think, the guy that's going to lead them to the promised land and Aaron Rodgers. And what was it? Was it the second play of the game? Fourth play of the game? Fourth, yeah. Fourth the offensive. Fourth offensive play of the game. And Aaron Rodgers gets injured. And then we know today that he... It's an Achilles injury, which is going to keep him out for the entire season. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it for the Jets, man. He was he was like their savior. A lot of people picked them to win the Super Bowl. There were a lot of people's uh, Cinderella, dark horse, bringing Aaron Rodgers in. But man, super sad. I hate it for yeah. him. It might end his career, honestly. Yeah, because he's thirty nine years old. Um, and I'm not a Jets fan. I'm just a football fan in general. And was excited to, to oh, see yeah. what he could do on the Jets. Um, very sad. Hate to see it. Um, we're going to move on. You know, we, Heath and I are big Bama fans and we try to keep it as real as we can. So we're going to be breaking down, breaking down the game. We're going to be breaking down the Texas game. They lost 34 to 24. We're going to, I don't know, you hear us venting a little bit. Oh yeah. But, uh, I, I, I don't even know where to begin. Where, let's go ahead and kick it off. He's just they lost thirty four to twenty four. They lost thirty four twenty four. But before we kick it off, listen to our ad real quick. Oh yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Oh yeah. All right, now for the sad part of the show. <laughs> we will go through the loss. Yep. Of the great, not so great anymore. Alabama Crimson Tide. So, Steven, I think what we need to do, they lost. Let's go offense to defense. So, let's start with offense. Uh, so, I got three things on the offense. That was bad. Three on the defense. And then just an overall team assessment. First offense, let's just get it out of the way. I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Jalen Milrow was bad. I got a little paragraph right here for you. And this is just my thoughts on Jalen Milrow. Jalen Milrow, two terrible picks. It could have been five interceptions, five picks after rewatching the game. One hit a dude's hands, and he threw like two or three into like triple, quadruple coverage. He stares down his receivers. He can't process. He struggles on the short passing game. He's bad in the pocket. He won't run when he's got an open field. He only changed one play the entire game. When Ty Maurice called in a play, he only changed and audibled one time the entire game. That's what a lot of reports say. Let's see where I'm at. He's only started three games, two of them against Power Five conferences. He has five touchdowns and five turnovers. Steven? Yeah, uh, man. Hey, let me let me just say this. I love the kid to death. I think we he's a great character. And this. Me and Steven are probably going to disagree. Maybe, you know, we don't hardly ever disagree. But we're probably going to disagree here because we both desperately wanted him. We thought the future was very bright. 
But I'm not. I'm an update your resume kind of guy. It doesn't take a lot for me to watch you. And okay, Stephen, go ahead. <sighs> that was rough to watch. Um, yeah, I think as a Jalen Milrow fan. Yeah, as a Bama fan, as a Milrow fan. Look, I, the offense as a whole. I think the only position. Well, not even them, because like the receivers. You know, we heard a lot of off, in the offseason of them. They're dropping passes. They're not stepping up. Receivers have been, have been good. They were a bright spot. They were incredible. Um, but I will say on a few passes, there were two guys, like, really close to each other. So, obviously, somebody had to run the wrong route. Um, but other than that, yeah. I mean, the receivers played very well. Uh, so, Jalen Milrow, yeah, does not process. And what's funny is, you know, a lot of people – and one guy I talked to at work, and then even uh, stuff you read, people were like, his problem is he just looks at his first player and takes off running. I'm like, what? No, he, no, doesn't. he doesn't. No, he doesn't. His, what's funny is – not funny. It's just most athletic guys, like very fast, can run. Like Jalen, his problem at, when he was at Bama, especially as a true freshman, he'd look at one read and take off, if it, even if there was no pressure. Yeah. Look at his first read take off. I feel like Milrow doesn't run – I don't feel like I know he doesn't take off running enough because there were several plays, especially a couple critical third down plays, that there was 20 yards of grass in yeah. front of him that he easy, he could have jogged for a first down, and he just sat there and sat there and sat there. Yeah, and it, it kind of goes over. And, and maybe, maybe there are some plays that he's not letting it de- develop and then taking off running. It just kind of goes to his overall indecisiveness. Do I sit here and let the play develop or take off running? Or do I take off running instead of letting the play? You know, you got to have that balance. Um, yeah, he could have had more than two interceptions. <laughs> he he missed McClellan on the wheel route. That probably would have been a touchdown. He missed. He didn't miss Raydell Williams, but he made him have to reach back and he lost his balance on a wheel route. That would have been a walk-in touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and again, but – this is what I go back to. We we interviewed Richard Mullaney, who was on Lane, not Lane Kiffin's team, but he was at Alabama, won a national championship under Lane Kiffin. And he said the players loved playing for Lane Kiffin because he did not make you fit his offense. He built the offense around his players and what their strengths were. And that was my concern about Tommy Reese coming in is – he, he's not been doing it for very long. Not saying he's not smart. Not saying he didn't have some good play designs. Not saying he didn't come up with some good stuff. But my concern is if Milrow is going to be the quarterback, are they going to expect him to just stay in the pocket and be a pocket passer? That's, that was my concern. And obviously, we, as we've seen through two games is, yeah, that is what they're expecting him to do. So he's got to be better. But also, Saban and Tommy Reese have to be like, He's a dual. He's not. He's not a pocket passer. I don't know if he yeah. ever will be. He's a dual threat quarterback. He's a dual threat quarterback, but he does. He doesn't throw good on the run. Yeah, he doesn't. So he doesn't throw good on the run. And I've seen, and I think you've said it. Some people, the art. He can't do RPO because he doesn't process and he's indecisive. When you do an RPO, it's a run pass option. The quarterback makes it a, sh- a decision and is quick. Boom, quick snap. That, that's just not him. He doesn't process quick. The best thing he does is throw the deep ball. But I'm going to get to one of my other points. 
our offensive line doesn't block good enough for him to just be able to sit there and throw the deep. Yeah, ball. you know what's crazy is talking about uh, running him as a dual threat. You can come up with creative ways to. I saw, yeah. I watched the pa- the Patriots played the Eagles and lost to the Eagles Sunday. Mac Jones is their quarterback, not a running quarterback. I don't know if you saw the highlights. There was one play. I think it might have been their first series. They ran a triple option. Look, yeah, with Mac Jones, he was in shotgun. He had one running back on his right, running back on his left. He hiked the ball. He had, you know, the running back from his right come across him. He faked it to him and then had the running, other running back coming behind him, and he flipped it to him almost, you know, like a triple option. Like they do that with Mac Jones. Yeah. There's other – you can – Milrow could do that. Well, I, I feel like he, he processes more when he's running. He, can, he processes faster, I think, if it's just a purely a run play, not a yeah. pass play. I, well, I don't – I mean – I'm gonna go to another one. Offensive coordinator, and this is gonna. It's still. It's all. It's all revolving around Jalen. Two. He called two running plays. Quarterback design where Jalen didn't have to think. One of them he didn't get no yards. One of them he got 20 yards. Yeah. He doesn't trust. Tommy Reese does not trust Jalen Hurts. Milrow. Milrow. My goodness. Yes. Jalen Milrow. He doesn't trust him. Nick Saban doesn't trust him either. And this goes back to the. Building, building the offense around Jalen, they don't want to. That's just it's 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 that simple. Yeah. Saban does not think you can win like that. And I'll ask you this because I actually saw this. It was that College Football Nerds uh, page that I told you about. This is actually a very good point because somebody was making the same point about why don't you just completely build it around Jalen and everything? Would you? Do you think Georgia is the two-time defending national championship? Yeah, champion. Anthony Richardson was drafted third overall NFL draft. Stetson Benson, sixth overall. I mean, sixth round pick. Does Georgia win two national championships with Anthony Richardson? Who's a better quarterback with Anthony Richardson as quarterback? I think they could because I think. No, do, do, do you think they will? I, What's well, it's it's a big hypothetical. Yeah, I think they could. I don't I think they I don't, do because think so. because. It's also you also we're also comparing him to what is he looked like at Florida. What he was at Florida is also on a team with less talent, worse defense, worse offensive line, worse receivers, worse running back. Whereas at Georgia, every pretty every single position was better. I agree, but I think what my problem with Jalen is, and it's the same thing with Anthony Richardson, any running quarterback, Lamar Jackson, anybody. You're at Alabama. You have the best players, skilled players, running back, everything. It's what Bryce well, Young was so good supposedly. at. Supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> to just be a point guard, a facilitator. That's why I say that about because I think Stetson yeah. Bennett, he was not great at all, but he was great at just throwing the ball. I don't think Anthony Richard could have done that. I know it's kind of – I guess my point was Jalen Milrow can't do what they want him to do. They want him to be a game manager – sit in the pocket, process, hey, we're going to run play action, we're going to run three routes, you pick, you see what the safety's doing, you throw it to whoever. He can't do that. Tommy Reese, terrible. There were some breakdowns. You got to go on three, put him out. We ran after Milrow threw the pick on the first drive, nine straight series or nine straight first downs, we ran the ball after his pick. Nine straight. Yeah. Then, 
on second and seven, if it was second and seven yeah. and longer, we we threw the ball eighty nine percent of the time. Yeah, Predi- so predictable. Absolutely, Texas clearly knew what the heck was going on, and then that was kind of my second, my third. This is just our offensive line. We Bama, they put their all three hundred and fifty pounders. Woo 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 woo. Offensive line should be embarrassed. Tyler Buckner. What's the center? McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Tyler Booker. Yeah, Tyler Booker. Tyler Booker. McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Rolling the ball on the ground. And I have to stick up for Jalen in this. My God. I thought he needed a baseball glove out there. He's playing shortstop. How many grounders he was getting rolled yeah. to him by the center? And what's sad is he's a, pathetic. He's a he's a. Uh, it's not like he's a new center. He played center he last, last year. He started year. last year. The whole line should be embarrassed because of all the um, trash they were talking to start the year, and every single person was saying, "This is a line. They're nasty. This is a line like you've never seen before at Alabama under Nick Saban." You're right because they they're trash. Yeah, they might be nasty at the dinner table. Yeah. <laughs> to get that 350 pounds. Honestly, maybe they should have lost some weight because they look flipping slow. They look slow. They look... Hit hit on the offensive line. Oh. do you? What's your other three? Is offensive line one of them? I don't, it's got to be. I, I don't know if I just have three. I have... Well, I mean... I mean, I mean, I yeah, I mean yeah, obviously, offensive line. McElroy had a stat, Greg McElroy, on his show. Now, we, we're talking about Jalen doesn't process and all this stuff. And again, he's got to be better. We're not saying he doesn't have to blame, but also maybe some of it has to do with this on those thirty-five dropbacks. He was pressured nineteen times. That's just terrible. So more than fifty percent, more than fifty percent of his dropbacks, terrible. He's being pressured by an off, you know, a offensive line allowing it. Now when, Saban did say a lot, a lot. Yeah, some, some of it is his fault. Is he's got to get rid of the ball? But I just don't believe. Let's just say Proctor was getting killed all night. Yeah, Proctor was getting killed all night. Falcourt got uh, handled time and time again. <laughs> McLaughlin McLaughlin snapping the ball on the ground. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I, I just, what's Go, cr- you look at the stats. How does a we hadn't even got to it yet. We're getting to the defense. A quarterback that's not a that is a true pocket passer. That's not a threat to run. Is a has zero sacks and two pressures. Mm. Milro, maybe the fastest guy on the team. One of the might be one of the fastest guys in the country. Yeah. Most elusive, dynamic runner. Gets sacked five times and pressured however many times. Well, yeah. And it's not and it's not like Texas was blitzing a whole lot. And that's another thing. So when me and Steven and, we wanted Milro to be the quarterback, we assumed I don't need to break down what assume means, but we assumed that, because of what everybody was saying, Nick Saban, Alabama's going to be a running team. Do you know we haven't had – we've only played two games, whatever. We haven't had a running back rush for over 50 yards. Now, Milro is taking away some carries from them, but we haven't had a running back rush for over 50 yards. We're not even averaging four yards a carry. And what's crazy is that the first drive – and even the yes. second drive. First drive before the pick. Yeah. First drive before the pick. And even a little bit starting the second drive. I was thinking, we're going to run this ball down their throat. Oh, we I were know. gashing them. Old B. Hay was we pumped. Were, we were gashing them. But then, so look, I got the the score, not the scores, the box score, the stats pulled up here. This is the thing. You say, we're going to get back to running the ball. Your leading rush, other than Milrow, your leading rusher had 12 carries. This wasn't a blowout. 
to where I – mean, in the fourth quarter they started pulling away, but it wasn't a blowout to where, oh, we got a pass to get back in this game. No. No, no. Your leading rusher had 12 carries. And Texas and didn't then, even have to stack the box. It'd be, it'd be one thing if Jace McClellan had 12 carries, Rodeo Williams had 11 or 12 carries, and then Jam Miller had five or six carries. Okay, no. McClellan, 12 carries. Rodeo Williams, six carries. Jam Miller, two carries. That's – what, 20 carries between your top three, your three running backs. Well, Jalen did have 15. Yeah. But a lot but, of those were passes. They a lot of those were passes. Yeah. Like you said, they only had, what, two or three design? Two? A couple were read option. Let's just say – well, To me, I'm not saying a read, read option is not a designed quarterback run. I'm talking about where he yeah. doesn't have to make any decision. Like, he's flipping running the ball. Read option, he's yeah. reading. But let's just say – let's say with read options and a design – Let's say five of them were between read option and design. Let's say three read options, two yeah. design. So that's still – so that's only five called running plays. Because on a read option, it's a called running play. You just don't know who's going to have it. Yeah. Right? But called. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he, he threw the ball 27 times. Yeah. And that's not – that's not meaning 27 pass plays were called – that's just how many times he threw it. No, if, if that doesn't include sacks, if, doesn't include him taking off and running. If Milrose our quarterback and we want to win, he can't throw more than twenty times. That's I'm not being mean. Not trying to be mean at all. But I, Tommy Reese, you gotta if if he's in the game, Tommy Reese, you gotta you gotta step up. You gotta step up. And I feel now, bad for Tommy. That shot they showed to him in the game when he's on the phone with Milrose. He's just rubbing his he head. He looked like a disappointed parent. I mean, yeah. he was like, oh my God. Now, I will say, yes, he designed some good plays. Some guys were open that Milrose That missed. will. Oh, the will, two wheel routes. That broke us, man. Um, that broke some us. Other, some other plays that, you know, we probably can't see because the way the angle, camera angle is. But I just, I mean, look at this is the NFL. And you see how much the Eagles use Jalen to run the ball? This is the NFL. It's not high school. Yeah. It's the NFL. And you see how much they use him to run the ball. He's not just sitting in the pocket every single play for the most part. It's just not what they, they want to do. I don't know. And I, I forgot to say this. Nor, so, me and Steven both go to church. And normally before the pastor starts preaching, he labels his sermons. So, I'm going to label my <laughs> – I have like two pages of notes here. I'm going to label them. And my label is same team, different year. This is the same exact flipping team as we had last year. What is saving preach all offseason? We got away from the run. We're going to be more physical this year. We had too many penalties last year. We're going to get away from that in big games. Turnovers. The only difference between this, this year's team is we don't have Bryce Young. And our running backs haven't been that impressive. And oh, I was gonna, my last point on offense. Well, your, your boy Rodell Williams. I love him to death. I like him, man. I like him. I like him. But I think you got to give his carries to Justice Haynes. Somebody, somebody with a little juice, man. Him and little McQuell, ju- but, yeah, but also, it's, like, I mean, it's not like going. other than the, the he had six carries for twelve yards. That's other than the first before. drive, it also it also goes back to the O line. Yeah, I agree. You got to create the hole, man. Is somebody getting benched? What it, is it? Dalcor? Is it McLaughlin? McLaughlin, you just can't keep doing that. I, I don't. Yank, I'd yank him. I don't care if they. I mean, I care. Put Ferguson in. But if that guard, if, if they have to put every single starter on the bench 
to have some fire in them boys or something. Yeah. I don't, something's something's got to happen. And then uh, 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 did you bring it up that uh, Tyler Booker said that? Uh, uh, yeah, I was gonna wait to them. Go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. I don't want to steal your uh, thunder. Here, let me. Uh, yeah, let me pull this up real quick. I got it right here. So okay, just set the stage. Set the stage. Alabama has not won a national championship in what? Oh. Three, since 2020, since Mac Jones. Three years? Yep. Well, two years with Bryce. So, yeah. But almost three years, they won a championship. Three years. Right? They have. They haven't won since 2020. They haven't won since 2020. Everybody's saying the dynasty's over. Everybody's saying y'all don't have it. They have a top team coming into your house, coming playing at home. On your field, this is your chance to shut the haters up. This is your chance to dominate. This is your chance to step up and do something and silence some doubts. And yet, what? What? What is his quote? Tyler Booker, he's probably the biggest talker on the team, I would say, offensive line. He said, I feel – this." he said this today. I feel like we probably took winning for granted – like we did last year. This is your second game of the season. You took the one win for granted? Against Middle Tennessee State. This is your second game. We took winning for granted. There was energy and there was focus, but it wasn't where it needed to be during practice. Are you kidding me? And let me just pull up another quote from the great Tyler Booker. Because a lot of former players have been mad that Bama's not playing to the Bama standard, that the other former players... I would say starting from 2020 back to when Saban yeah, got there. Yeah, it's not the fact that they're losing. It's the fact that they're soft. It's yeah, the it's, fact it's mentality. It has nothing to do with losing. They're not nasty yeah. like they used to be, that they don't seem to care that they can get their NIL yeah. money and just be like, okay, who cares? I'm, I'm playing this game, waiting to get to the NFL. Tyler Booker, we got compared a lot to the older Alabama teams. Time has passed now. Me saying that, we're still playing to the Bama standard, but it's a different generation of guys. There's different things that we deal with as college athletes today. So, yeah, well, yeah deal, he's yeah, talking yeah. about they make six figures you and they don't money. care about winning. Uh, nah, what's the tight end? Black? Uh, nah, Amari, Black? Amari, nah, Black. Yes, after the game, this dude is on Instagram Live. He still has his pants on that he just played the flipping game in, and he's on live. He's smiling. He's grinning. He's got his girl in the back talking about, oh, I got 200 people on here looking at me. I had a good game today. Not a care in the world. Yeah. All he he cares about is his good game. Y'all just got your teeth kicked in. He doesn't care. Yeah. That game was not closer than 10 points. Yeah, it was embarrassing. It was was further than the score showed. And listen – well, what saying, time are we at now? We don't want to go too long. What time are we at? We got 20. We're at 20 minutes. Oh, we're rolling, baby. We're rolling. We're about, we got an hour episode here today. Um, we're fired three up. Three hours. Listen, I'm not, we're not saying you should be depressed after a loss, but if you're a competitor. You shouldn't even flip and talk to nobody. If you're a competitor. Yes, I listen, agree. Listen, we're not in college sports. If I lose a game of checkers, Dude, I'm mad I'm a about fan, it. Bro, let me just be honest with you. I'm a fan. I have nothing invested in these boys. I don't practice. I don't do none of that. I don't lift weights with them or nothing. I couldn't sleep. I didn't go to sleep till 2 o'clock. Yeah, I was mad. 2 o'clock a.m. I was pissed. And these guys, 
I wish I'd have seen the man on Instagram. I'd have hopped on there. Probably said something. It's just <laughs> it's, like, but they don't care. The statement was it last year, the year before, went on this rant. Nobody cares more than the players. Well, obviously That's not some bull. of them. Yeah, obviously yeah. not some of them. Yeah. They care about they care getting about their, their money. They care about getting NIL, getting their stats, not getting hurt, and going to the league. It's bull. Let's talk about penalties. Oh, my gosh. Double-digit penalties again. Let's just something we're really working on and fixing. Bro, I don't yeah. know. What, it, what and, is going on? And also, same year. Two touchdowns, call back. Now, one of the touchdowns was should have been intercepted, got tipped. Oh Burton caught it. Yeah. Then a penalty brought it back. Yeah. It was just a bunch of a range of emotions. I, I saw it get tipped. I fell to the ground thinking it was getting intercepted. Then I saw Burton oh, caught man, it. That then, was I, wild. then I put my head down on the floor thanking God. And then I looked up. And I see a flag. <laughs> hey. I'm pleading. God, no. God, no. Let it be so, hands in the face on the defense. It's me, Steven, and my father-in-law, B. Hay. And John somebody other John. So, he's running. We're like, go, go, go. He throws, and we're like, no. Steven hits the ground. He thinks it's a pig. My father-in-law falls on his back. We're all like, no. I have my hands over my eyes. Tipped. Hits Burton. <laughs> we're like, oh, we're all on the ground. And then flag. It was like a roller coaster. It was like Aaron Rodgers' career with the Jets. <laughs> it went bad in a hurry. That and then the one that was a good play. He scored. You know, he's not gonna make a living throwing back across the middle. My God! But he saw. Bur- but Burton was wide open. Nobody was around him. Threw it to Burton. Burton hit the sideline. Touchdown. But we all saw. We didn't celebrate that one. Tyler Booker tackled somebody. Or was it Proctor? I think it was Proctor. And yeah, one of them. Yeah, he <laughs> just like Proctor. put him in a chokehold and. <laughs> Use that 350 pounds to sit on him, yeah. pretty much. Uh, called back. So, two touchdowns, called back for penalties. Um, and, and that's what's frustrating. You know, even last year leading into the season, even this year, Saban, I don't know if he's trying to boost these guys are so sensitive nowadays. He's trying to boost their confidence. Uh-huh. I feel I feel good about the mentality of this team. And then you read articles, Kevin Steele's implementing some stuff to where – They miss a tackle, they're if, doing push-ups. If his defense <laughs> missed a tackle, if they get a penalty, if this team gets a penalty, save, their, their mentality's better, the penalties should be cut down. In a home game, second, second game of the season – this is why I thought Texas would get them because it, they're still learning stuff and figuring things out, but still. You didn't think it was going to look like this. I didn't think it was going to look okay. as bad. I didn't think it was going to be 10 penalties for 90 yards. No. And I think I thought it was – I thought, you know, when uh, the one offensive lineman came in, you know, five seconds after the play and was like manhandling Deontay Lawson, that probably should have been a penalty. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good, well-called game. It yeah, was a pretty good game. It problem. wasn't like any – uh, it wasn't controversial. Tennessee, Alabama. Yeah. yeah it, it wasn't was, like a huge controversy or anything. That's what was depressing because it wasn't like nothing fluky. Yeah, it was they like every every penalty they caught on Alabama, we were like, oh, uh, yeah, that's a penalty. The score yeah, that's a worse. penalty. Two of those penalties, Arnold had to tackle the guy. Arnold had to tackle the receiver because he got burned and it would have been touchdowns. I guess let's go ahead and get to the defense. Yeah. Okay, let's so, get to him. That's the thing. Arnold, before we get to him. He, Steven, me and you. Bama Nation, we owe yeah. Pete Golding an apology. Pete Golding, if I, you I'm ever sorry, hear buddy. this. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yes, I'm sorry, Pete. I'm sorry, man. We'll see you in two weeks. Hopefully we beat yeah. you. Maybe we'll get you mess. back next year. It yeah. won't change anything. But. but I thought this was Pete Golden's fault. That's what everybody was saying. He was too complicated, blah, blah, this and that, Stephen. 
Yeah, no. so the first game, and even a little bit this game, but the first game we noticed Dallas turned to Chris Braswell dropping into coverage. What, never on the field at the same time? I know that's, what, never that's on a big the field thing at the same say. time. Um, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's talk about the D-line. Yeah. Oh, my God. I do, do not. We, do we have a D-line? <laughs> I don't understand what the defense they're running. I don't. I do not understand it. They have three. I mean, I don't mean I. I don't mean I understand it. Like I know the setup. Yeah. But as far I don't understand the strategy. I don't understand. Are they trying to fix what? Because last why. year we had two. I don't understand why they're running it. They have three big men on the field, and then either Dallas Turner or the next series Chris Braswell. Chris Braswell and Dallas Turner are never on the field at the same time unless it's an obvious passing situation. And you, I do not understand that. wonder why we can't get pressure. I do not understand that. Because the three big men, they they get just they, they just stand up like they're sitting there having a conversation with the O-lineman. <laughs> they can't get any pressure whatsoever. And then obviously Dallas Turner or Chris Braswell is getting chipped and double teamed. <laughs> double teamed the and entire all this stuff. And the other three big men are just like, hey, how you doing? Good game, huh? Yeah, nice. <laughs> like they can't get any pressure. And you expect – I don't – the secondary had some screw ups, but overall, I don't, I don't have a problem with the secondary because you can only expect, you can only expect a sec. Uh, I don't care who it is, I don't care if it's Richard Sherman or Deion Sanders out there. If a quarterback okay, yeah. is just sitting there, just sitting there, has all day long. What, what's the stat? Quinn Ewers got pressured twice, right? The whole game, three times, yeah, or three times, three times, and he had thirty-five. And what's tens. sad is. Texas had no running game. You look at the stats, they had over 100 yards. They broke some long runs toward yeah, the end of the game. Uh, yeah. But for the most part of the game, they they were one-dimensional. Well, when they punked us out at the end of the game and went on a seven-minute drive. Yeah. But during the game, they, were, they had They were one-dimensional, yeah. had no running game. So that should benefit the defense. No, they can't get pre- – Quinn Ewers, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, you take a average quarterback and give him that kind of time – I would say eight to ten, nine times out of ten, they're going to find somebody. And Texas has some of the best skilled players in the country. And Saban said that they wanted after the game. He said that they wanted to they wanted to be play coverage instead of pressuring them because they they wanted help. But and I'm going to say this: Alabama went up sixteen to thirteen. I truly, in my heart of hearts, believe that Steve Sarkeesian. He didn't know if Alabama could score 13 points. Because I'm telling you, whenever we took the lead, they scored in three plays. Less than a minute. Boom, boom, boom. Jalen Milrow picked. Boom, knock us out. There you go. Ball game. And then they scored again. And we couldn't, our defense could not stop them. The D line is pathetic. I got it right here. Three pressures. It was the worst pressure rate Alabama's had. 10% yeah. since 2016. And yeah. then, but so you, you sent me this stat, yeah. Yeah. and it gives seven games yeah. since 2016. So this yeah. is 2023. Since 2016, seven years ago, it gives the seven lowest pressure rate percentages since 2016. That's a lot of games yeah. in, since 2016. Go ahead. Yeah, since 2016. So this past game against Texas – 10% was the lowest. Of course, last year, Tennessee was the third lowest. Middle Tennessee this year was the fourth lowest. So it's not like Texas has a great offensive line. 
they couldn't get no pressure last week. And you talk about the big O line. Big they do have a great, yeah, they do have a great offensive line, but yeah, still. They do, but it's not. But, it's C. Sarkeesian is a yeah, he's phenomenal coordinator. And that's my thing. So that stat is mind-blowing because in seven years' worth of games, the two games this year rank in the top, top four, four yeah. of lowest pressure percentage rates. Crazy. And my – um, I know I'm not – I don't claim to know it all. Saban's smarter than both of us. Oh, sure. He's a defensive guru. He's been doing it for years. He's the GOAT. But I try to think logically, and this is my thinking. You know, I like heating a quarterback up. Oh, yeah. You're all about it. I'm all about – if he if I'm going down, you will be hit. You going Not, not dirty. Hospital. Yeah. You're going to be bruised by the end of the game. Not dirty. Not dirty Steven's hits. Steven's bounty gate. He was all about it. He was trying to pay <laughs> <laughs> I was reaching out to the Saints. Steven's no. bounty gate. And but this is my thinking. Saban said we wanted to play coverage. Yep. Okay. You could drop eight guys in coverage. You could drop nine guys in coverage. And if you have a quarterback and receivers, one receiver to stretch the field, and then – Somebody well, they just, got multiple. <laughs> yeah, and, and and a receiver that's a tight end that's going to sit in the middle and take up that hole. And over here, I don't care how many guys you drop. If the quarterback has all day long to throw. Especially Kristen back there playing quarterback. Yeah, that's right. You have Courtney back there playing quarterback. No, I don't know about that. That'd, <laughs> that'd be rough. But unless it's like in the red zone where the field is condensed, if you have like a lot of field, you could drop 11 guys on defense. I would bet my money on it. More times than not, a quarterback will find somebody because if you have all day long to throw, so this is my thinking. Saban says, we want to play coverage. Okay, do I want – I don't I don't trust – so basically he's saying he doesn't trust his secondary, doesn't feel good about. I thought a secondary was supposed to be a strong so suit. Would you rather your secondary guard for five or six seconds or two seconds because you're coming after him? Now, four seconds doesn't seem like a huge gap. Oh, that's a lot. But it's a big gap when you're trying to stick with somebody that's fast. Yeah. Okay? It's a big gap on a football field. Yeah. I would rather come after him and say, you're going to get the ball out of your hands, and we're just going to have to – and but also, what does that do for your defensive backs? If they know, hey, they're coming after him, I just have to guard for three seconds. That's all. That's all. You can jump routes. You can jump routes. You can I – would, I would rather that happen than to see – one of the top quarterbacks in the country just sitting there eating a sandwich, doing his hair. He doesn't have a mullet anywhere, but still doing his hair and picking us apart. Oh, I would rather that. Oh, for sure. Quinn picked us apart, and you're talking about the three big D linemen with the one, Dallas Turner or, or Braswell. You know, Kevin Steele is known for his D line playing games. So, I'm like, the DNs crash in, the D tackles loop around them. Big 96. Is it Latham? Uh, I can't remember. I think 96. it's Latham. He they, they did a game once, and it just made me so mad. He was at D-tackle, and he looped around. By the time he looped from where he started, looped around <laughs> and got back to the line of scrimmage, three seconds had already been passed. I'm like, and y'all y'all think we're going to get pressure like this? And what's – dude, you got to take one of those – they got to move Otis back, back to uh, nose guard and put – Otis and Abogier, right? Is that his name? I struggle with that. Yeah, he, yeah, I think it is. You put you keep those two in. Tim Smith, go to the bench. Latham, go to the bench. And then have Chris Braswell and Dallas Turner. You're going to struggle a little bit more against a run. Yeah. But you're going to put pressure on it, and you're going to give your secondary a chance. 
can, do, can you imagine what Tennessee is going to do to us? If we – Joe Milton can throw the ball 90 yards. Tennessee. If he sits back there, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Dude, there's, there's – I, I can go through the list. If Let's say – State. How many quarterbacks, if they have the time that Ewers have? Will Rogers of Mississippi State. The only quarterback that may not is Auburn's quarterback. He's terrible. Yeah. Will Rogers, Mississippi State. Joe Milton at Tennessee. Jane Daniels at LSU. Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart at Ole Miss. Kevin, uh, uh, Leary, uh, Kentucky. Leary at Kentucky. KJ Jefferson, KJ Jefferson at sure. Arkansas. KJ, yeah, your man. Even even for at sure. Texas A and M. Oh yeah, that dude's good. That we just named six quarterbacks that if you give them that kind of time, yeah. they're gonna pick you apart. So, I don't get it, man. <laughs> I, I don't get it. What's funny is leading into the season. I read an article about Kevin Steele. Oh, Kevin Steele's a man that likes to bring a lot of heat, a lot of complex blitzes, a lot of this or that, and bring the pressure. Well, yeah, I, haven't I haven't seen, seen it. any of it. No. They're saving it for SEC play, man. Well, that better be the answer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, Kool-Aid, before, uh, before we start this podcast, Kool-Aid said, they, they asked him, he was interviewed at the practice, they asked him, what was your message to the team? And he said he told them, Hey, ain't nobody ever won a championship in week two. Ain't nobody ever lost a championship in week two. Think of myself. You know, that might be one of the problems is these kids have grown up with the college football playoff era. Because before the college football playoff, you screwed around. If you could lose one week game, two, you're done. Yeah. You're done. We'd be done. Well, well, here's so the these thing. guys may not be like, hey, well, we can lose a game. We're still good. Man, yeah. you, bump, think it's not, you think it's not going to be worse next year with the 12-team playoff? Yeah, we're gonna probably lose like three, four games. Uh, we lost one game. Ah, no big deal. I'm gonna go dan- dance away tonight. All right, let me ask you this real quick. Okay, we talked about the game going forward. Should M- Jalen Milrow be the starting quarterback? <laughs> it's hard to say because you haven't seen any. Like we haven't seen the other guys in like in real real game action against a real team. So I will say this. If they are going to run the offense that we did against Texas, Middle Tennessee, throw that in the trash. Middle Tennessee, me and you could have played quarterback and probably would have beat them. I mean, yeah. I'm just being honest. <laughs> they're not that good. I mean, they're just not good. Throw that in the trash. So, if they're going to run that offense, Jalen Murrow does not need to be the quarterback. It needs to be Ty Simpson or Dylan Lonergan. Bugner, I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan. I've, I've Honestly, seen, at I've this seen point, his work at Notre Dame. Yeah. He may not be worse than – Milrow at this offense, well, he can't, honestly, honestly, good. at this point, I don't care. Yeah. Whoever, whoever, whoever can get in there and get well, it. me, you hear great things about Dylan Lonergan, true freshman. Why not throw him in there? There's no way, unless they don't. There is yeah. no way Ty Simpson or Dylan Lonergan struggle to process defenses as bad as Milrow and just stares. Dude, his picks, he is flipping staring the receivers down as soon yeah. as he gets the ball. And what's bad is the, guy, like, the, guys that are, pick the guys that are intercepting are literally like 10 feet away. Yeah, It's not like they're far off. They're but just, he's we'll, just so tunnel vision. Will Saban do it. He said after the game he thought about making the change at quarterback. He did because he thought, he thought Miller got confidence after that touchdown. He got too much confidence because right after he threw a touchdown, next play he threw a pick. So, yeah, so I, I – I don't know. Well, I think so. What do you think? What's, it, it depends on the type of offense they want. Well, they're going to run the offense they're running now. So, yeah. So, so I, I think so. I think you got to give other guys a Coming chance. Out of South Alabama. Uh, I th- Jalen Milrow is going to start, I believe, versus South Florida. And he may start against Ole Miss and then. Um, what's crazy is they talk about how good, how he's pretty accurate on the deep ball. 
But the intermediate and short stuff, he's not accurate. It's like, hey, just throw gonna, some. <laughs> have three, have four verts all game long. Not have, really, but. Do you remember? Do you remember our episode after the Texas A&M game where we ripped on Bill O'Brien because all he ran the whole game was four verts? Maybe that's why. <laughs> Man, maybe Billy O deserves an apology. But I was going to say this. Um, nah. So, during practice. He could be the best quarterback we got on the roster because during practice, if they're just running, like, routes and stuff, he's not having to process a defense. Maybe, like, if you, like, tell him, hey, this guy's running a post, throw a post, he's he's good at that, I I think. But if somebody's guarding him, that's when he struggles. And you're going to be playing teams that they like to guard people. You're not playing. Yeah. I mean, you're not playing against air, buddy. Um, Going forward, what, what's, your, what's your predictions? Right now, I'm looking at nine and three. I don't know. I have to see him in a few more games. I, I think and we haven't even played on the road yet. South Florida is not going to count. I mean, they're a joke of a program. Yeah, I, I don't think. Uh, I mean, I think Milrow keeps starting until. I mean, if he has we lose another game, you think? I don't know if they. I don't know if he'll let it get that far. Um, I just think he really has that locker room one, and guys really, really, really want him on the field. But it also comes down to if if he's like now. For anyone listening, I will say Texas might be the best team we'll play all year. We thought that last year. Yeah, they but also, but also, Ewers was hurt. Yeah, that, now we'd have lost um, last year. Now, if Ewers I'll say Ewers was is probably the best quarterback we'll face all year. That's the best group of receivers and tight end we'll face all year. Unless we, yeah, oh yeah, unless we might be the best D line between them and LSU. Yeah, for sure. that we'll face all They're the year. Best team. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm good. And, now, that. and, and we been, both have them in the playoffs. Then. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have him in the playoffs. You did. Wow. I had Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and their entire offensive line from last year returned. So, probably the best team we'll face all year long. So, there is that bright spot. <laughs> but, um, what what do you, give me your thoughts on South Florida. What do you want to see? What I want to see, uh, honestly, it's hard for me to say what I want to see because I got a feeling they're going to do what we did to Middle Tennessee. They're going to destroy him, and all me and you are going to be excited. These fans are going to be excited. Woo-woo. Middle River Heisman again. And then I just got a feeling we're going to play a good team, a decent team, and it's going to be a struggle bus. But I would like to see a different offense. Let Miller run. Willie? I don't know. I'd like to see more pressure on the quarterback, save and say we're going to do that. I don't know why we haven't been doing that. No penalty. I want to see less than five penalties. On the road, first road game, less than five penalties. Yeah. Um, and I want to see the other quarterbacks play early. Yeah, I want to I'm see talking other, like you've third got, possession. You've got to get other quarterbacks reps. Real um, reps. I want to see both lines of scrimmage dominated. Like you said, I want to see offensive dominate. And, again, it's South Florida, so it's hard to tell. But it was against it was Middle Tennessee, and we didn't dominate. So I want to see the offensive line dominate. They're going to show the graphic before the game again. Look how big this O-line is. It's bigger than the Patriots was last year. Okay, who cares? Patriots O-line was terrible last year. I want to see O-line dominate and D-line dominate. Coach Prime to Alabama? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, bring, he'd bring his Louie with him. Uh, I mean, it might. They're in them Aflac commercials together. Yeah. Oh, well, it was a very depressing episode, but... Hopefully we're hoping for better things, man. Look, if we come back next week and have another depressing episode after the South Florida game. If we game, don't win by 50, we're done. <laughs> but until next week, see you. See you.